Hi and welcome to Go West, the real estate podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier. Shortly, I'll be joined by Rob Westwood, a man with over 20 years experience in the real estate market in the western suburbs of Melbourne. And we'll talk about a variety of subjects, including interest rates. They've been stabilised for the moment, but are they on the rise? We'll get Rob's thoughts on that. Choosing the right time to sell. We've got public holidays. We've got football season starting. We've got elections coming up. When is the right time to sell? Uh, The biggest mistakes that buyers and sellers make, uh, Rob will have his thoughts on that. We'll talk about the City of Wyndham, which is obviously an area that he's worked in for the last 20 plus years, and that the Westwood name has been in the real estate market for uh, 50 years. Uh, in, the, in the city of Wyndham, of course, and the Werribee area. And we'll also talk a, a little about uh, First National Westwood, uh, their values and uh, and what they bring to the table for you as a buyer, a seller, or an investor. And of course, if you want to talk to Rob, uh, you can. Uh, westwoodfn.com.au is the website. And of course, you can give the office a call, uh, 9742 But let's uh, talk to Rob right now about a whole range of topics in the real estate world. Rob, welcome back. Let's uh, let's talk about, uh, I guess it's the hot topic at the moment, and that is, of course, interest rates not going up because certainly the media had uh, pumped up the fact that we should all brace ourselves for inter- interest rate rise. Yeah, I, I'm unsure why they, they push it so hard. I, I'm not sure that it's maybe just people that want to be seen in the press or want to have their comments heard. Um, but yeah, I, I think that we're going to see. We will see some rises, of course, but but nothing nothing to to be concerned about. Overly, the, the interest rates are still very very cheap, and of course, we've all factored in a little bit of uh, extra, um, you know, allowance for if the rates do go up a little bit with our repayments. But you know, everybody should be trying to uh, pay off as much as they can off their mortgage at the moment. Certainly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't really see them jumping certainly in the next six months. Um, and and you know you, you should be okay for probably 18 months or so before you have to make any real changes. But there's always options with refinancing and, and other banks and so forth. and there's some great deals out there with some some really good lenders too. And that's something that people shouldn't be frightened to do either is to refinance because the, the, it is a very competitive market in the banking sector. Yeah, and, and explore the options. Don't talk to one bank, talk to a broker. Talk to a broker that, you know, is going to tell you what is the best interest rate and the best deal, you know, in the long term for you. Some some of them fix part of the loan and, and variable on part of it, you know. I, and, again, I take advice on that with my things, anything that I'm involved with as well, I take advice from a broker on that. Yeah. In the 20 years plus that you've been, uh, you know, in, in the industry, um, is this the cheapest money you've ever seen? <laughs> yes, 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 and I, I, I do remember back to seventeen, eighteen percent, and um, you know, even higher interest rates being out there. So this, this is nothing. This is uh, you know, and, and it's a wonderful time. You know, the, the the growth that we're getting at the moment, the the, the interest rates are, are really insignificant now. Yep, a week's a long time in footy and politics and all those things. Is a week a long time in real estate? Does is it is it that volatile? The real estate market at the moment? No, yeah. no, it's not. No, look, it's 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 supply and demand. Um, there's a really really strong demand for first home buyers homes. You know, really anything up to about six fifty seven hundred thousand dollars. You know, very 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 strong. You know, we've had the last couple of weeks. We've had 
uh, one open home, we had 68 groups of people through it. Uh, last week, we had an even 50 through, you know, that property as well. We're talking sort of, you know, six six fifty uh, that these properties are going to be selling for. Um, you know, massive, massive amounts of interest and, you know, it's a good time for the buyers. But these are homes that are prepared well to sell. Mm. Really important. One thing uh, that I wanted to talk to you about is uh, we're moving into that uh, sort of uh, end of summer, heading into winter. We, we start to get a few public holidays, the Easter weekend, all those sorts of things. We've got a, a election, state election and federal election looming at some stage probably in the next 12 months. When you when you choose a time to, to sell your house, um, should you be looking at those things on the calendar? Is, is there a, you know, is it bad to sell on a Saturday, auction on a Saturday when there's a big football game on? Is, there, is that stuff relevant or not? Um. Not so much today. I think a long weekend, I'd, I'd be, you know, you wouldn't be having an auction over a Easter weekend. Yep. Um, but buyers tend to be looking to buy the property thereafter. And if they have to forgo a long weekend or something like that, a weekend away, they will do that. Um, but I certainly would be keeping in mind, you wouldn't, you wouldn't auction grand final day, um, AFL grand final day. Um, you know, uh, other than that, I think it's all it, it all comes down to the planning. And when you look at it, we always work off a calendar of events of what we're going to be doing, whether it's a private sale or or um, or whether it's an auction. But I think even even if we were having say on on a, um, a grand final day, we would do a few open homes in the morning. But we would probably be doing some open homes on the Sunday, the following day as well. Yeah. You know, certainly get some buyers in when they've got a hangover. <laughs> but our, our demographic and of our buyer has changed so much that they're not so much looking at those sporting events. Mm. Um, you know, and, and people are really, really interested in finding a home rather than, um, you know, going on a long weekend or going on holidays. Yeah. Um, getting your house ready for, for, for selling it. Um, the trades people that, uh, that that you need to talk to and the and the uh, the stylist, which has become, I think, a, a really important one. Let's sort of treat them as separately. Um, are there people that, uh, that that you recommend people use in this situation? Yeah, very much so. There's a couple of um, home staging companies that we we refer people to. Um, <laughs> Uh, I sold a, one of my pro- one of our properties recently, and they came in and took out most of my furniture, <laughs> their own furniture, which was don't laugh, Kevin. It's not that funny. Um, it, uh, but it 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 just changed the whole look of the home, and and that's really what you, you you're selling a vision to somebody. You're not selling your furniture, and not you're not selling you know your decor. You're selling. A property, and you need those people to be able to see themselves living in that, and that's why display homes are set up the way they are. They're super, super attractive. Uh, it's minimalistic furniture, and it makes the property look bigger. Um, you know, I, I put a, a painter through the home. I got a, a, a local painter um, who I know to go through, and, and you know, you know, two blokes a couple of days, and they were in there finished. It just freshened everything up. Um, and the furniture, and and uh, it, it certainly, and the gardens. Make sure the gardens look right, smell right is important. Um, yeah, it, it's it's massively, and there are companies that do that. We've got a couple of people we refer for business to, but they'll come in, they'll paint, they'll they'll, they'll clean. I've got a cleaning biz, um, cleaner that comes through. You know, floor tiles and the grout in the floor tiles. If you have a look at it and you have an honest look at it, it looks terrible. 
Mm. And the going through, someone running around with some some bicarb and a toothbrush um, will clean it, but they also do it with they've got professional equipment and so forth, steam cleaners, and they tidy all that stuff up. But when people come in to look at that home, if it looks like a display home and they can see themselves living in there, they'll pay more. And I've I've seen properties and I sold one just recently where it was unrecognisable um, over a six-week period that they set it up for sale and it achieved, you know, more than 10% above the top of the price range because it looked magnificent. So we're talking about an investment in your property that actually reaps the benefits for you on, on sale day. Correct, yeah. And that wouldn't have been that there was an investment on that particular property uh, of time, but not so much money. But it was, you know, they might have spent 10 grand on it, but they've realised more than 50 for what they've done. Oh, wow. So, and there are people who are going, oh, we were right, you know, fan- it's fantastic. You've done a fantastic job for us. And all I've done is converted the buyers who've come to look at what they've done, you know, they, and they've paid a, 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 you know, a really, really high price based on the work that that, that vendor has done on their property and, and being able to see the, the, the vision at the end. Yeah. This is the fourth in our series of, uh, of these podcasts. I, I wanted to ask you, is there a, a common mistake that sellers make when you, when you sit down to sell your house? Is there a, a sort of a theme that people make mess of? <laughs> Um, yeah, not being prepared is, is a big one, not being prepared for sale, um, you know, and... and uh, do, you mean, spoke, do you mean what we just spoke about then? You're talking yeah, about the actual... Yeah, not having the home ready for sale and set up for sale. Um, I think when it comes to, to the price you get or the price you want for your home, you need to listen to what the buyers are saying um, and you need to be able to trust your agent that he's telling you, the right information. Um, uh, there are a lot of outside forces, I suppose, when you're selling your home, your neighbours, your friends, your relatives, oh, don't give it away. You know, oh, don't sell it under this. So-and-so sold their home and they got 700 and yours is better than that. But they haven't been inside your home or they don't know, you know, the intricacies of it. So, the, you know, the, the, those external forces, and it comes down to a lot of time the people don't sell because of their ego and they don't want to have to tell people that they got less than what they were telling everybody they were going to get. So, you know, stay calm, listen to what the market's saying, and if it's worth what you're hoping to get, the, the, especially today, the market will pay it. But if nobody's, you know, the only reason properties don't sell, Kevin, is price. Yeah. The only reason. So if, if people aren't buying it, either your agent's no good, but if, if, if people are looking at it and you're getting offers but they're not where you want to be, you need to think about where you want to be on price. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the main, main thing. And if a house is not prepared or if a house is ugly or if a house is dirty or if it's got bad neighbours, it reflects the price every time. Yeah. So if you're thinking about selling, look at your next-door neighbour's lawn and go inside, knock on the door and say, hey, listen, we're going on the market. I'm going to tidy up, um, give you your front garden a a mow or something for the next few weeks, if that's okay with you. Um, Not go in and say, hey, your front yard looks terrible. (laughs) There's always a way to do it. Yep. What about the the, the most common mistake uh, buyers make? Um, (laughs) we, We deal with a lot of disappointed buyers. Um, and, you know, some people, again, you know, I, I keep referring to these recent sales that we've made, but, you know, people have missed out on four homes or five homes because, you know, they make an offer and the agent doesn't come back to them. 
No, sometimes they're trying to, uh, you know, buy it too cheap. Um, whereas in today's market, you have to buy the property. Buy the property. Don't just try and make an offer on it. Because yeah. if the agents aren't looking after everybody, which I think a lot of them don't, um, they might just go, listen, this this one's got a shorter settlement. I get paid quicker this way. We're going to present this one. But usually there's two or three or four offers to present to the vendors, um, you know, I think if you're going to buy a property, buy a property, uh, but certainly have a strategy. But also talk to the agent and say, okay, I'm going to make an offer, but what's your offer process? Do I put in one offer now? You know, what's the process if I put in an offer? What do you do? And ask them the question. Let them explain to you what they're going to do. So does that vary? Does that vary from property to property, or is that a standard kind? Absolutely. No, no, it's an agency practice thing. So if you're putting in an offer on a private sale property with us, you put the offer in. If it's on a contract. Um, you might not always get an offer, uh, a, an answer back in writing as such, uh, but you'll certainly get an answer. But we, we, we try and go back and speak to every person um, and then we'll let them know, okay, listen, we're now going, going to ask for best offers um, above this figure. This is the acceptable level uh, and you've got 24 hours, 48 hours to come back to us with your best offer in writing. Um, and that sort of sorts out the wheat from the chart yeah. and who the buyer's going to be. Yeah. What, uh, what are the sort of questions that uh, that you get from people who are selling their house and that you expect to get and, w- and what should they ask you? What, what what are the things that they should know from you, from, from what you bring to the table for them? Uh, the, the big one is always price, Kevin, uh, and the hard thing about price is that <laughs> unless you're the buyer um, or, you know, the, the, the seller, so to speak, when they're negotiating to sell, you don't know. And we see properties all the time that sell, you know, again, I can go back to my own experience. I bought one recently. I, just, I paid way more than what I wanted to pay or, or you know, but I wanted the property. Um, I sold one last weekend. It sold way more than what I thought it was worth. Mm. Uh, but it's, it's uh, you know, so the, the, big, the big one we get us is, you know, what's it worth? Well, comparable sales will tell us that it's worth somewhere around here but you only truly know when you take it to the market. So, you know, and sometimes being conservative like that hurts us because we don't go in and go, hey, your home's worth, you know, 850 grand or 900 grand. Um, And, you know, uh, business goes elsewhere, but, you know, I'm okay with that because we've we've kept kept it real. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talk about you know the bubble bursting and all that sort of stuff. There, there appears to be no, and particularly in the in the city of Wyndham and the and the west of the, uh, the, the 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 town, there doesn't seem to be any let up in that. No, <laughs> no, and there won't be, Kevin. Like another 12, 18 months, I don't think we're going to see any real change here. You know, it will continue to grow as it does. Again, I've said it before, 5 to 7% in growth every year um, on average. So sometimes it's more. Um, and I think that that will just continue on here. It's the most affordable and I think best value as well, uh, you know, best value for dollar in terms of the, you know, the infrastructure. And again, I, I, I joke about it can be bad. Um, but we're really, really lucky here in the city, city of Wyndham. We're so close to everything. We're almost verging on country, but we're close to the city. We've got great facilities here, um, and it's 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 really affordable buying, and you can buy a really, really good home 
um, you know, first home buyers can come here and buy a great four bedroom home and and you know save on stamp duty and and um, and the interest rates are cheap as well. So, yeah, yeah. No, I I can't see bursting for quite a while here. The elephant in the room, always in uh, in Werribee and the in the city of Wyndham, has been the image of the of the area. That's changed over over time. I see you shaking your head. Yeah, <laughs> a- absolutely, it's changed, Kevin. Yeah, the, again, talking about it yesterday, when my young PA lives in you know the area that they used to call Birdsville. Yeah, nobody calls it that anymore, Kevin. It's actually um, Heathdale Estate. Um, and it's you know there's there's um, there's properties in there selling at seven seven hundred and fifty eight hundred thousand dollars in in that area that the twenty years ago it was a concern for people to go and live there and now the 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 things that used to happen there like like a little bit of crime or, or you know or, or whatever it is and they're all social issues today mm. they're everywhere we we see them everywhere there's. There's housing commission, you know, housing commission homes on the south side of Werribee, which is, you know, supposedly the elite level, elite areas. There's housing commission there, so that that, and I think that the image of the all the bogans live out west is, you know, it's a whole new, whole new, uh, a whole new world out here. But it's, uh, it's, I think, because it's such great value, um, you know, it's very, very multicultural out here. Um, and I think that's one of the things that um, that will continue to make it uh, grow as well. Yeah, I want to talk about First National Westwood and and uh, the values that you have as a as an organisation and as a company and the and the people that you bring in. Uh, it's obviously very important the the reputation that you that you and and your dad before you have built up in the area. Yeah, and this will probably make you laugh, Kevin. But I think honesty and trust uh, are really really big. Um, you know, being able to, uh, you know, back up what you say, you know, it's interesting. I've had conversations with people and they've said, oh, you told me this and I know, I can't remember that I I, I did, I had or hadn't told them that, but I knew that it w- wouldn't have been something that I would have said. Yep. So, you, you know, they said, oh, you, you told me I'd get this and I, no, I didn't because I wouldn't have told you that. I would have said, this is what I would have said. So, um, but yeah, the, the honesty for, is a big one for us, and that you, you're, you're, certainly your clients trust you. Um, family values are, are pretty important to us here. Like where all of our staff know, um, if one of your kids is sick or if you've got yep. a family issue, you go. You know that's that's you know, that's one of the main things we do here. You know we like to be inclusive. Um, funnily enough, I got bailed up by a chef at a local cafe yesterday, and he said, "Mate, I've got a question for you." My nine-year-old daughter, uh, we're driving past your office, noticed there was still some Christmas decorations up and she was concerned um, what was going on with that, what, you know, why were the Christmas decorations up? And I had a laugh about it because we, you know, hadn't had a chance to get them down. They're now down. But the nine-year-old, the perception of the nine-year-old walk drives past and they know the Christmas decorations are up every year, but she's also noticed we haven't pulled them all down yet. <laughs> so I, I think... You know, that's, again, the fact that we do the decorations every year and um, we put a mailbox out the front, Kevin, and I can still, I've, I've still got the letters actually from um, a, a young lady and she was, um, she put in a couple of letters for the kids and the kids wrote their letters and they wanted all these bits and pieces for Christmas and she was blown away that we, she got a response. She didn't expect to get a response. From oh, okay, yep. Santa. Yeah, because Santa does some clandestine deliveries late at night with envelopes in, so you know nobody sees who's who. 
Um, and just a little thing, a little thing like that, you know, that that there's no, you know, there's no applause, there's no sort of great result for us, but it makes us feel good to yep. someone, you know, that, that we're making, a, you know, a little bit of a difference to somebody else, you know, along the way. So uh, I suppose there's, a, there's as far as a business and, and you know, we, we want everyone to grow, we want everyone to be safe and, and healthy and, you know, um, we like our staff to be buying, you know, investment properties when they can and we like to see them driving nice cars because that means they have to come to work to pay for those things. So that's, <laughs> that's a good thing. But, you know, we... we we have a we do have a genuine concern, you know, for our staff and and our clients as well. So, um, I think being a family business, um, you know, we're established, we're we're really connected to the area as well. So, I think you know, for us, uh, and it's important for our people. Um, I think all of our staff, and I'm just sort of trying to test myself. I've got, I think I've got, we've got one who's in Geelong, but other than that, the rest of the people that work here, you know. Living in the in the city of Windham. So. Yeah, which is a, which is an enormous benefit when someone comes in from outside to buy a property to someone who knows the the lay of the land. Yeah, when you deal with us too, your money stays local. It's not like it's going off to you know, and and the First National Group is not a franchise, so we're not paying um, six, seven, eight percent of every dollar that comes in here doesn't go off to pay you know someone you know sitting in an office somewhere in Melbourne or Sydney. So. You know, but it's mainly about the family stuff for us, Kevin. Yep. As always, thanks for your time, Rob. Appreciate it. Thank you, mate. I'll chat to you soon. My thanks to Rob for his time. And, of course, if you'd like to talk to Rob, it's very simple. All you have to do is jump on the website. That's westwoodfn.com.au or call the office on uh, 9742 5555. Any questions you have, anything you'd like to follow up about uh, what we spoke about on this podcast or the previous episodes of uh, the Go West podcast, which are available wherever you found this one, the other three are sitting there. You can have a listen to those. and We cover a full range of topics about uh, buying, selling and investing in real estate particularly in the western suburbs of Melbourne. But uh, there's certainly uh, some areas there that cover no matter where you're buying, selling or investing. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Go West, the real estate podcast. And don't forget westwoodfn.com.au or call the office on 9742 5555. I'm Kevin Hillier. Take care of yourself. Mm-hmm.